0: your front door your sanity welcome to success story the most useful podcast in the world i'm your host scott d clary the success story podcast is part of the blue wire podcast network as well as the hubspot podcast network the hubspot podcast network has other great podcasts like marketing made simple hosted by dr jj peterson now marketing made simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and more importantly make it work if you like any of these topics You definitely want to go check out the show, how to write and deliver a captivating speech, how to market yourself into a new job, how design can help and also hurt your revenue, creating a social media ad strategy that actually Works if these topics resonate with you, go check out Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcast. Today, my guest is Zeke Pike, he's a serial entrepreneur, he's the founder of Easy Automated Ecom and Credit Wipe. Now, Zeke's journey to greatness started in high school as an all American quarterback. He was often compared to Auburn star Cam Newton, and rightfully so. However, football didn't work out for Zeke through setbacks uh, and run ins with the law drugs, and a variety of other things, including landing in jail for six months, he realized that he had to find a better way to build his life. Although it didn't come easy, Zeke over time mastered the art of Amazon. He built his own empire selling on Amazon and then turned his strategy that he learned from scratch that generated seven figures in Amazon sales into a service he offered other individuals trying to launch and scale Amazon stores. This was his first business that he scaled quickly to over eight figures. This was only the beginning. We'll talk about his football career and journey, the drugs, arrests, near-death, suicide, turning his life around, how he cracked Amazon, became the top 1% of sellers, he breaks down his full strategy in the pod, and then how he's launched and scaled other businesses since. He came into this episode with some amazing perspective on life, success, entrepreneurship, and he definitely doesn't disappoint. You're going to love it. Let's jump right into it. This is Zeke Pike, ex-All-American football star turned serial entrepreneur.
1: I mean, I think for me, it starts – like, my my drive for to be, like, just great in life in general, like, started from a young age. Uh, my dad played 13 years in the NFL. So I grew up kind of, like, seeing that, not really knowing, like, what he was doing. You know, like, to me, it was just kind of like my dad, right? Like, I didn't realize he played in the NFL, but to kind of see that lifestyle, like, from a young kid, like, it was always, like, attractive to me, like, money – you know, things like, that, like, you know, that, that seemed big as a little kid, like it inspired me. And obviously I, I always wanted to play football and that's kind of like where my drive even began was, was, was in football, you know? And like my, my discipline was always kind of stemmed from that. And like, I wasn't always the most disciplined either, you know? And so for me, I, I guess I went through a lot of struggles in my life and, and faced a lot of like, real difficult situations. And many of them were, were self-inflicted. Like many of them were me just being rebellious and wild and like living life on the edge. And then when I wanted to be, you know, follow my dad's footsteps and and have a chance to go to college and play in the NFL, like I got all of that. You know, I was like number two quarterback in the country coming out of high school, five-star quarterback, all American had offers to go full, you know, full scholarships to go play really anywhere I wanted to go. And here I was like as a little kid that had these dreams and I got all this and my head was just like, and I was just like over for me, you know? And I didn't handle that in the right way. And that's why like, it was
0: over for you. What do you mean?
1: Like I, I thought I was so much better and greater and in like bigger than everybody else. Like I really did. Like for me, my ego was the one thing that really destroyed me in life at a young age. And so I was able to get through it in high school because there wasn't as much publicity, but I got exposed when I went to college. And no matter how good you are, like, you're you, you it's you're easily able to be exposed, especially in today's age with the way social media is, like, it's everywhere. But when I came out of high school in 2012, it was like when Twitter just, like, kind of came out. Like, it was just kind of starting to, like, that's be a thing. That's when
0: everybody got fucked.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so, like, <laughs> I, really I don't even Twitter. really, like... I I just didn't realize how powerful it was. Like I was a MySpace Facebook guy. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like that's what I always was. And so And
0: also you're coming out of your dad who was successful. Who, exactly. And you're like, I'm like probably God's gift of football coming out of high school. I can do anything. Yeah. And and where I'm from in
1: northern Kentucky, which is five to ten minutes from Cincinnati, Ohio, is is a very like big but small town. So it's yeah. like everybody knows everybody. And you know, for me, there was a lot of pressure at a young age to fill my – I mean, I went to the same high school as my dad. So, like, there was this, like, <laughs> oh, my dad was the only guy that ever went to my high school that played in the NFL, and then here I am who's, like, really the only other player that's ever come to the school that's been as highly recruited and had that, you know, l- like, longevity or that projection that that was what was going to happen, you know? And so I was told in high school, like, you're going to the NFL. Like, it wasn't even, like – it was just, like, a no-brainer. Like, you know, you're, you're going to go play at one of the top five schools in the country, and then you're going to go to – you know go to the nfl and so that for me when i was coming to high school was auburn auburn university that's when cam newton was there and like i remember you know taking visits and i was like this is insane like yeah. you know what i mean like i was hanging out with cam newton and i'm like you know it just it was nuts and it was really for me it was like hearing people like you know ask me for my autograph, take pictures of my babies like at 16 years old like what like who am i you know and so
0: these were things that i wanted and then when i got them i wasn't responsible with them you know okay so so Right now, like at that age, like it's in your head, like obviously major in your head. Um, so what are you going into, you're going to college. Like uh, I'm Canadian, so yeah. So bear with me. I don't know the whole like like what is, is NCAA like, and then you like go, go into to call or whatever.
1: Yeah. So like for high school, like I got I started getting recruited like as a freshman, which is like really young. Like I started getting scholarships. That's not rare. First. That's not common. It's right. not common. Okay. Yeah, it's like very uncommon. Um, and, and it started at a young age. And you know, down here in South Florida is completely different. Like, there's some studs down here. Like, the best of the best come out of South Florida. So down here, you can see high schools where there's, like, five to 10 kids on the team that are going Division One. Where I'm from, like, in the state of Kentucky, there's maybe one, two, three guys a year. You know, so it's, like, completely different. We're talking, like, just South Florida. That's how much yeah. talent there is down here. And so, like, it was, you know, I was in the newspaper every weekend, and every, you know, it was just, like, it was all, the, you know, it was all the time it was constant. And anything I did negatively was also
0: exposed. So what did you do? What, what did, like, what things you want to talk about
1: yeah i mean well for me it started in high school like you know i I started just like wanting to like fit in with the normal crowd and like go out and party and then like you know live this like fantasy life of of, like you know party on the weekend that's like what you do and like for me being a highly like a high high level athlete like i i needed to to have boundaries and have balance and i didn't always have balance and boundaries and that's what kind of destroyed me was like trying to figure that out when i got to college for me it was, it was alcohol. Like alcohol was, was really what kind of took me. And that's why, you know, I don't, I don't drink like, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, and it, it's, you know, I've, I still have had my battles with it over the years, but you know, that for me inhibits me in everything I do in my life. And so a, as an athlete, not to mention a quarterback, which is like, you know, the only player on the team that I, it's like, everybody knows that person. Right. Yeah. So That was me. So in in college, I started drinking, partying, and I'm like, you know, when I I don't drink like a normal person. Like when I drink, I'm like, (laughs) they're like, oh yeah, that's the yeah. So like at a young age, that was me. And 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 I couldn't do that when I got to college. And then I'm a court. You can't go out to the club and act that way. That I was acting in high school, you know.
0: Everybody's looking.
1: Oh, everybody. And so it was just like it got it 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 got to the point where it was just like I got myself in trouble. I got a public intoxication. um, And by the time I got back to my dorm room the next morning, it was on ESPN. Like, you know, freshman quarter, all, you know, five-star freshman quarterback, Zeke Pike arrested in my mugshot, like this little baby of a kid, like, you know, just lost, afraid, literally afraid, full of fear. Like, that's exactly what it was for me in my life, just like absolutely full of fear. And that didn't stop there. Like, you know, my my time at Auburn was very short. I ended up transferring to the University of Louisville, and it it really just kind of continued to spiral downhill for me. Like, the negative publicity, like, I hated it. And I didn't know how to handle it, you know. And then when I went to when I when I you're a role
0: model, like exactly a lot of people looked to hero, and everybody
1: expected me to make it. Like yeah. you know, there was like, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be easy. Like nothing, nothing's bad, you know. There's never gonna be any like adversity. Like you know, I just never it wasn't like my life was, pre- you know, I'm not gonna say it was easy, but you know, I didn't come from like you know a family that uh, I had an amazing mother, an amazing father, like an amazing family that you know, again, I never really struggled when I was young. I made a lot of poor decisions, yeah. you know, but I never really struggled, and so. When I when I ended up transferring from Auburn to Louisville, and I don't know, I, it became a point in my life where like I don't know if I was playing football because I loved it or I was playing football just because I was good at it. Like, and I think that's really what it was for me. I think I did love football, but I think there was more of the expectation, the pressure to play, knowing that I was good. Like, okay, if I just play, I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna play in the NFL, and so that's where kind of like that that want like I always thought at a young age, I'm gonna make millions of dollars in the NFL. It's what I was gonna do. Like being an entrepreneur was never thought. Like, my dad, owned, My you know, my dad passed away in December. So, you know, shout out to him. He's amazing. He's looking down. I love him so much. He's taught me everything I know in, in my life 100%. But, you know, it, for 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 him, it was like, you know, he owns health clubs and recreations, a recreation center back home. But it's not like the entrepreneur life is not
0: what it is down here. It's just not that up and there. And also, like, he made a ton of money yeah. playing pro. I mean, he played 13 years, you so know. That's a lot of money you're talking true entrepreneur, that's like no money Yeah. To figure it out, right? Yeah,
1: and so, you know, I'll be honest, like, I thought that's what I was always going to do, you know, yeah. like, that's, what I was... and and then when I was at the age where I knew that I was going to do that, the pay was completely different than it was when my dad played, right? It's yeah. already, compl- like, now it's, it's insane I compared know, it's... to what it was, but it was already completely different. So like with my dad's time, it was a ton of money for them back then, you know? And so, but he put it into a business where my dad showed up and worked every day. Like he was, he was, he a, was an entrepreneur. He was an he entrepreneur, in he he was an entrepreneur but he was a slave to his business. And like, that was like, you know, we, as he got older in life and I got to become an entrepreneur, we can talk about this later. Is like, he started to realize, like, I am a slave to my business. Like, the worst thing you can be is be a slave to your yeah. business. Like, you know, you know, there's a point where you have to be for a little bit, but like, the goal is to
0: not be forever. How many entrepreneurs they just create a job for themselves? Yeah, like, and then they and then they they hate it, and they could have been making more money working in the exactly, company. exactly.
1: So there was a lot of you know, there's yeah. a lot of expectations in in but from a young age, like I know I wanted to make money, like, and I was going to do that playing football. That was my way. Auburn, that happens. Exposed, get to Louisville and. You know, it just kind of continued. I actually dated a girl for a little bit of time that ended up passing away while I was dating her, and it was just like so many things kept happening. Like I got a, I got a DUI, yeah. you know, um, just a lot of different things kept happening in my life to the point where I'm like, and then and then when it, when I made these mistakes, I was exposed, right? Where like my boy or my buddy got a DUI, but nobody you know gave a shit, shit that yeah. he you know that he got. I'm like, oh, that's cool, <laughs> you know, but me is like everywhere, so. I, it took me a while to understand that I didn't like that. Like I wanted to run from that, right? Because I was embarrassed, I was humiliated, I was exposed. I didn't like that. Like I didn't want that. So I went to a dark, dark place. When, you know, and the girl I was dating at the time passed away. I went to a dark, dark place where I was like super depressed. You know, <coughs> excuse me. Didn't didn't really know like what I wanted. Like I was literally at a point in my life where I didn't know if I was supposed to play football. I didn't know if I was supposed to get a job I didn't know if I was even supposed to be alive like that was just that was what it was you know and so I kept searching my whole life for something to like fulfill me right like I needed something to make me feel better and that's where at point in time I thought I found it in alcohol or drugs or a partying or women or whatever that may be it was like always searching for something more because I was never comfortable with who I was yeah. 2016 I'll never forget you know I was at the point where I was like done with football i you know did you,
0: I, did you formally quit? I mean,
1: no, I, I I pissed it up. Nobody nobody wanted me anymore. Like I went from having literally every school in America begging me. I'm talking Nick Saban, Les I'm talking the biggest coaches in the. I mean, were, are begging me to come play yeah. for them to the point where they were like, "Bro, fuck you. We're not touching you. Like we don't want nothing to do with you. You're gonna be nothing but negative for our our, our and university." And, and, and
0: like that's how like so I'm I'm maybe I'm ignorant. So even if you're like the best of the best. You have negative press at that age. No one's touching you. I at all. mean, it,
1: it, you dude, I got three chances. I, I didn't even tell you I went to Murray State. Like they went to another school after Louisville, which yeah. I was in no position to play football. But I was like, better than sitting at my parents' house, you know? Yeah. So but it, I had opportunities, I just blew them. Like I pissed them away. Like I I self-sabotaged my entire career. And I don't know, I didn't, I shouldn't say I don't know. I didn't know what it was until now, like I've done some serious work on myself, you know, yeah. like I've done a lot of work on myself. Like I am, I'm, I'm far from perfect, you know, like I've done a ton of work on myself and you know, I had a lot of like built up guilt and remorse and all these things that like, I felt because like, yo, I was supposed to be all this. And then I wasn't, you know, and then it was you like, you feel
0: like you did that because where you were at in your head at that point in your life, you're immature. Or did you do it? And you're glad you did it because you felt like that wasn't what you actually were meant to do. I wasn't mature then though. Like I I was so immature like
1: you know like it it it, it took me like, it, like I guess when I fin- when I f- kind of finished where I was going I'll explain more but like it got to the point where I had a gun to my head. Like I was going to I was going to end my life. Like I was so high on Xanax and cocaine. I was up all night. Like I was miserable. Like I didn't talk to my mom and dad. I didn't talk to them for like 8 months. Like I was hiding like i didn't know if i wanted to live i didn't like i didn't really want to live but i didn't want to die like it was scary i was miserable and i was so lost because that was all i've thought i had in my life i was i was supposed yeah. to you know it was supposed to be easy i was supposed to go play in the nfl and then it got to the point where it was like nobody wanted me like what do i do you know and, or and it wasn't and it got to the point where it was like i don't even know if i want this but i feel like everybody else wanted it for me or like i didn't have an, any other vision outside of that you know so that same night i remember i was sitting on my porch and i was i was just not in a good place and I was like contemplating, I was like, I don't know if I wanna like I, I don't know if I wanna live when I die. It's like it got to the point where I was so mad, like, you know, in such a bad shape that I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in my life. And I got in my car and I was literally driving back to the woods. This was in Murray, Kentucky, like <laughs> the the sticks, like not a place to be. Driving and on the way, and this is like two in the morning, like bad, bad shape. Nobody's on the road, it's in the country. I'm like a half a mile from where I know I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do it. And I look at my rearview mirror and there's red and blue flashing lights and I get pulled over. And it was like a moment where I'm like, do I do it now or, or is this God, right? Is this God like yeah. intervening, you know? And, and, and it was, that's what it was for me. You know, it was like some, something greater than myself that came and in, in that moment stopped me. I spent the next 364 days in jail. Like I was in jail, locked up. Nobody could save me facing 15 years in prison. Like, you know, because of what was, you know, what was found in the car, you know, X, Y, and Z, and it was, it was, was scary. Like I was in a dark, dark place, yeah, You aren't dead, <laughs> but I was still alive, yeah. you know? And so it was in that, like in those moments in that cell that like, I found who I was, like I found, and, and I'm not gonna say it was easy and I'll get there. Like, it wasn't easy after this. Like that's where I found who I was though. And like, that's where I found that like, I'm okay with Zeke. Like my whole life, the real issue was I was full of fear. And I still, every single day, I have to check myself. Like fear of failing, or fear of never accomplishing what I want to have in life. Like, and, and that's a scary place to be, you know. And so it's like I think that's the one thing now in my life and as an entrepreneur, like I don't have fear, and it can be really bad at times because I'm like too yeah, yeah, quick yeah. to do things, but. You know, it was it was in prison that like not only did I find who I was, but like I came to really like have a relationship with God, and like that's a huge part of my life and in everything that I do. And and it's really because of Him that I'm here. Like it's it's that's what I believe in. Call it what you want it, but like I believe that something like you know, my God saved me on that night because I was fully prepared to die that night. And like it's scary when I look back because I've never since like since that day I've never ever ever. Got, been there, like never gone back to that place never mentally. Been in a
0: spot that dark. It
1: scared me so bad mentally that when I got out of when I got out of jail, I actually started speaking. It happened so quick. I got an opportunity to speak as soon as I got out of jail. They wanted me to come in. They were like, "We want you to talk to our school." So I'm like, "Okay." I like walk in and I talk to the entire school, and like these kids are just like. Like, they're, I mean, they, I, you know how when you used to have, like, uh, assemblies, like, knew, a, yeah. it's like, this shit's so gay, like, you know, yeah, but, yeah. but like, so a lot of it, but, like, you could tell, like, it wasn't like that, you know, I would, we would have, like, the kids would have been all rowdy, and, like, yeah, yeah. these kids were locked, and you could have heard a pin drop, and that's when I knew, like. I don't think I ever had an assembly where they had somebody just no, come out of jail. And I was raw, you know, I was, like, yeah. just gave it to them straight. <laughs> Like, if you continue, you will fuck your life up. (laughs) Like, it was, and at this point, I was, like, so, you know, I was so scared. Like, I just did 364 days in jail. I'm a big dude. I'm 6'6", you know, 275, 80 pounds right now, 50 pounds too heavy. But I was scared, yo. Like, I was scared in there, yo. Like, scared to sleep, you know. Like, I was. you're not in there with friendly people or happy people. But, you know, I also, at the same time, was able to impact some people in there as well. Like, I was able to, you know be a leader for some of those people in there. You know, you have to, you know, you're locked up, right? You better, you know, be friendly with somebody, right? So yeah. I was able to form relationships and it was like kind of in there, in that moment, from there to the time I got out when I was speaking that I realized like God had something for me, like greater, like, so like other than football, right? Like I, I've started to see that. Like I don't really know what it is. So I started speaking and I had, I had an organization and we were like, I got like, I probably spoke at like 250, 300 schools, high schools, middle schools, universities all across the country. And <laughs> these kids were just like, I mean, they were just so impacted. And I was impacted by them, you know, because I, I it was like in those moments that I was like retelling myself my story and, you know, reminding myself like, you know, it, it's very, you know, and I had a good like I had a good parents. I was like raised the right way. Like it can be like I can only imagine like if you're not if you're not, in, you know, if you didn't come from like somebody that does and like I have so much respect for people that, that don't and that can have the discipline and the drive and the understanding to know that there's something out there that's more than what you think like you know and so it was for me that I realized like maybe there is more than football and so when i was speaking you know like i'm telling my story but it was like i was really good and i got out of jail here I am telling you, like there yeah. was, there was not the end that I wanted to the story, right? It was also not a happy ending either.
0: Exactly, you, like you, you had a shitty point. In exactly, your life and everyone's like, "Okay, hey, what next?"
1: Exactly, and yeah. so, and then like, like what? Oh, you just got out of jail and like now, like so, <laughs> and now like I'm a speaker. Like oh, this guy, what kind of people get out of jail and they get a job to go to high schools and middle schools and speak? Like it was insane, but for whatever reason, like God opened that door for me and like I took it, and that was kind of like when I realized like, yo, I'm very like. Pe- I'm I, when I walk in a room, I don't say this like I it's it's a gift that God's given me. Like it's just a presence. Right. And so I have a choice. And, and I think we all do. Right. We all have a choice to, on our presence in terms of how how we we handle ourselves. And like I still work on this every day, you know. Um, but it was kind of like in that in those moments where I'm like, do I need to continue to like tell my story or is there something more for me? Mm-hmm. And I knew at this point, like I was still dealing with a, like a lot of emotional and mental stuff that like again, you know, I was speaking, but it was like, I went through a lot of things. I saw some some fucked up shit in jail. And like, I had some things when as a child that, you know, were were unfair to me, you know, and, and, and that other people deal with it's the same shit, you know, we all we all have faced things in our life. And I think the one thing that is repetitive over my life is like, no matter what happened when I when I was down, and I was kicked, like, my dad raised me to always get back up, like get up, no matter how bad it is, get up, you know, and so for me it's like that's what it's always been and i knew there was something more for me i literally came down i checked myself into a treatment center down in south florida because i was like i don't like there's something wrong with me right like there's more like this is all before i realized all these like all these little voices these little you know fears and things inside of me that were, were killing me you know and then the, these things you
0: that have, you have self awareness you're like yeah. i've self sabotaged everything exactly so and me, i'm like me. that's not normal
1: like yeah, yeah. that's not no i'm looking at like normal kids that are the top five quarterback in the country that has, like, they don't, they don't do that. You know, they don't. And, and so for me, like it scared me. Right. Like for me to get five D and like, yeah, after the first, after the second one, do it again. Like after the first one, do it again. But like after the second, third, and then the fourth, like, and for me, it wasn't always drinking. Like I got to a point where I was like really, really heavily like reliant on, on Xanax because of it, it numbed me, you know what I mean? And so it was like, this was all like, you know, 2005 2014, 2015, 2016. And, you know, I moved down to Florida in 2018, Um, into 2018. No, beginning of 2000, into 2017. And I, I just completely focused on myself. Like, that was it. Like, I didn't come down here. I had no idea. Like, I thought I was going back home. Like, I was just coming down here just to, like, get away. I needed to work on myself. I thought I was 100% going back home. And I just felt like there was more here for me. And I thought it was football. Like, I still thought it was football. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to train to play football again. Like, this time, I'm like, look, I'm just going to the league. Like, forget yeah. college. That clearly didn't work. So I'm like, I'm just going to try. I'm going to get an agent, and I'm going to go. And, like, it was a complete long shot. And, you know, I trained really hard for, like, a you know, 18 months straight. Really, really hard. I was in the best shape of my life. A lot better shape than I'm in now. Um And and I, I finally got an opportunity I got an opportunity with Indianapolis Colts um, And I went up to Indianapolis for a few months It wasn't long But it was enough for me to go back up there And put the helmet back on my head And get back on the field and in the huddle And you know what, there was somebody better than me and that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just inspires me to work harder in, in, in the things that I do now in my life because, again, I've understood that maybe God's trying to tell me, like, yo, football is not okay, the so plan I'll, that I have for you in your life. I'll ask
0: you something. After, so you put 18 months in post-jail and you're like, I'm trying to figure out my life mm. and it doesn't work out. How do you not spiral again? I think I had an understanding of myself finally. Like, I had a like
1: I was trying, like, when I, like, I was all constantly trying to, like, hide, like, I, I don't, hike hide, I don't even know from what, like, I was just full of fear, like, yeah. I was really full of fear, and it was, like, all this pressure and expectation that I don't even really think other people were putting on me, like, I was putting on myself, and, like, I don't know why, maybe it was because I thought, like, you know, I had to make it to the NFL because my dad played, you know, like, I don't know if, but I, it definitely, like, my dad never put pressure on me, which is what's crazy, like, you That's know, insane. he, ne- oh, dude, my so da- many parents that yeah. are pro, Never they,
0: like destroy their kids. Yeah. Way.
1: Never, ever put pressure on me. It was like, you know, obviously he wanted me to play, right? Yeah. You know, because he, he loved it, right? Like, he loved watching me, but never ever put put pressure on me to play. Um, but supported it, you know. And like I think it would have broke his heart if I said, like, you know, I don't want to play anymore from a young age, but he would have definitely like, you know, it, there wouldn't have been any love lost. And so even at the like he didn't he didn't push me to go try to play again. Like I wanted to do it. Like I don't I, I think I wanted to do it because I was like, damn, if I like continue to live my life, like I'm gonna really have some serious regret that that's the way my career ended. Like I would so much rather my career ended the way it did, where I'm like, I trained for 18 months and I had a shot to go play in the NFL. Yeah. I got a chance. I had a shot to you play got in the closure. XFL. You got closure on it. Yeah. And so it was like I got closure on. It. And at mm. the time, you know, which you know kind of takes me into like the whole entrepreneur thing, is like I didn't have time for a job then either, you know, I was training, like, you know, between training two times a day, and then, you know, taking care of my body and recovery and, and, you know, nutrition and everything else like I didn't have time. So I'm like, you know, what do what do I do? Like, I have to figure out a way to make money. And that's when I got involved in e commerce. And and that's, you know, when it all started, because I'm like, I used to sell Jordans and Nikes and shoes on eBay. Like, that's what I used to do. And I used to hustle. I used to love shoes. I was this kid dude that used to <laughs> camp out at the mall, yeah. like, to get shoes. And I used to buy, like, three or four pairs, and I would sell them. And I'd only buy three or four pairs because they never had my size. I wore a size 13, like, when I was in, like, fifth grade. So, like, they only had one, so I never got them. So that was kind of – I started I started selling again, and this was when, like – it was. this was, like – Post-pandemic, like all post-madness, like, or sorry, pre, pre-pandemic, 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 all like, you know, before the real spike in the e-commerce market. And we were like, I was like, kill. I was like really making some like really good money. Right, like, so really how do you easily. start?
0: I want to know. Okay, so you come from like zero business experience at this yeah. point outside of what your dad's done. Right. Even your dad never really scaled. Yeah. So how do you start this? I'm trying to think of what it was. That uh, you like, you go, you go set up a Shopify store. Or what do you no, do, oh, do you want it? No, yeah. in terms of
1: what we do now, or yeah, how no, I got, like what you
0: did when you started. So, when
1: I got started, I was like, All the stuff that didn't go right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I was like, you yeah. know, there's gotta, there's like Amazon. I kept, bu- I kept buying stuff from Amazon, you know, and I'm like, Amazon, like, so I'm like, somebody's selling this, right? Like, it's like, I, I was, it clicked for me, like, this is eBay, right? Yeah. Like, you know, so somebody's selling, like, this is, this is, so I can do this. And then I was like, I, like, shoes, you can't buy enough shoes, right? You can't, like, I couldn't at least at the time. And like, the margins weren't like, I, I didn't have a wholesale sell for Jordan's for a good price. Like, so like there wasn't, you know. So for me, I'm like, I wonder if I do this with just like any normal product, right? Like any normal product that could possibly sell, right? Yeah. So drop shipping, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so I just started thinking like, you know, okay, I start I started drop shipping from like literally like Home Depot. Like home, like that's where I started. Like I so was. So
0: you you didn't even do like the thing where you go like overseas. You go like AliExpress or some shit. You find a cheap. product. You were well, like finding I, deals. I
1: in store, I, I I I I did eventually. Like yeah. I have used Alibaba, but like right, in yeah. the beginning, like I didn't even know what Alibaba was. Like yeah. I was like Home Depot. Like I wonder, you know, like online, I would just like search for different deals. Like you know, every time, every certain certain times of the year, there's always certain things on sale. It's yeah. every year, it's the same, and so. I was just like, look for little knickknacks, like nothing crazy, like literally the smallest things that you would see in a hardware store. And I was like, and that's where it started for me. And then it kind of like progressed into, to selling a lot and, and, and figuring out products that were really easy to get and that had great margins, which is when we got into like more international market where we started using Alibaba and we were like, I was like, wow, this is really easy. Like to make really good money. Like these products are really cheap, you know? And I just kind of like started doing that more and more and more and more. And like, you know, it got to the point where I wasn't really having to do, I wasn't really having to add any more products because the products that I had were like pretty good. So I had like just a stable amount of products. This was like, I don't know, probably like when I, I don't even know two a year after I got down and probably before that. Cause I kind of started selling before I started training. Cause I was like, I don't want my, Almost oh, so you were
0: doing at the same time, like sort of, but not really. I was like, all,
1: my, my mom and dad were like, dude, you got to get a job. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I'm like, <laughs> mad, I'm going to just like milk it. as. So that's when it started. So it, it, it started kind of be, definitely before of like a job for football. But it was when I got football that like I had time at night and I yeah. would just like, it, I had, it worked with my schedule. Like I'd wake up in the morning, I'd make sure if I had any orders, I'd fulfill them. And then I'd be good all night. And at night I'd have some messages I'd have, like it wasn't really a lot. And then it got to the point where I was like,
0: Amazon does all the, most of the heavy yeah, lifting for you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so then I was like, damn, like I can, if I can just like hire a couple people, then surely this can be like pretty easy, right? Like they can just do this stuff for me. Like I don't even have to worry about it. And then that's when I like found out about like Fiverr and like yeah. some of these other like websites that I was like, oh, okay, wow. Then, so that's for me, like kind of where it started. After that, it, you know, this is, this is when drop shipping was like good. You know, now you can't drop ship unless you have a warehouse. Now. Oh, I
0: was going to say, because like I'm even curious, like, how did you? How did you like differentiate? Because I feel like everyone. I was like,
1: straight dropshipping. I was straight. Everyone me. says
0: like everyone says go sign up for dropshipping. It seems like everybody's trying to do it.
1: No, dude, I mean it. it yeah. Everybody's trying to do it because they're doing exactly what I'm about to tell you. They're literally hiring people in India. Yeah, and they're giving them access to the Amazon store that they just sold for thirty, forty thousand dollars. And they're paying these Indians a thousand dollars for it, like, and it's all the, the, the. Then they're not doing anything, and they're drop shipping what's not within terms of service of Amazon, and they're they're getting their store shut down. And They're like, what, you know, what the hell? So that's what people are doing. That's now. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and so like I face these issues on my own. Like you know, I'm like it got to. A you point, were earlier. This now is now like people are going into it now. And yeah. Shut down. Okay. And so like we started seeing this because there was a point where you could drop ship and they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like this is all. Right when the pandemic happened, and everybody started like everybody started f- rushing to buy on Amazon, and then there's people that are like, "I'm out of a job. I'm gonna milk this unemployment as long as I can, yeah. and then I'm gonna sell on Amazon." But they suck, right? Like they don't know how to sell. Like you can't just like start you, it's just, you can't just start getting you can't just hop on Amazon be like oh I'm gonna just sell like you know. So it became a very bad experience. And then when the pandemic happened in the in the middle of it, shipping everything was destroyed, right? So it was terrible so Amazon was like we have to crack down because yeah. we're like it's our, it's our for allowing it to happen right we're allowing them to to drop ship so essentially using
0: these Chinese suppliers that we don't we're not you we're not, we're not we, like we couldn't get so that's anything why you're from, saying now you need a warehouse because you have to like have like the prime <laughs> delivery two day delivery yeah. and all like the the, the quality you have to Amazon have an one.
1: infrastructure like Amazon wants you to have an infrastructure right like they they've created an incredible platform but they want you to have an incredible business like they want you to to run it at a large scale if you can like those are the clients they're looking for right yeah. for, like they don't need more sellers right like they don't if 300 they need 300 million active users a day and literally less than 2 million sellers that's insane. You know what I mean? Like that's really those are those are crazy numbers. And so there's there's too many buyers and there's there there's 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 too many buyers and there's not enough is that right? Too many buyers, not enough sellers.
0: Too many buyers, not enough sellers. There's, yeah. not, there's
1: not enough sellers right now. And yeah. so they said, but the, sellers
0: that are, the sellers that are jumping on quick, they're shit sellers. They're yeah, not doing exactly. Which
1: is why they've kind of like, you know, they've coming. They literally, Amazon will sometimes make you get on a Zoom call, like, and verify your identity. So you're not just like setting up, you know, store after store. So for us, like, we have over 150 stores. We don't have any stores suspended,
0: zero stores suspended. So you so how do, okay, so then. So you- I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, as a leader, you're always on the lookout for more ways to arm yourself with knowledge the books, the seminars, and most importantly, the podcast that help you make the best possible decision for you, your company, your customers. Because when you know more, you can apply more and you can grow. With HubSpot CRM platform, you can store, track, manage, and report on all the tasks and activities that make up your relationships with customers. With a bird's eye view over all your customer interactions, HubSpot empowers your decision-making like never before. So you can give your business and your customers all the good you've got learn how to make your business grow better at hubspot.com You've figured out the process to mm-hmm. scale up and do this properly so you're within amazon's terms of service so the way that you deploy these stores obviously it's the way that works yeah so what's the way you're supposed to do it now like how, like what's your strategy? So there,
1: there's a there's like there's three different models that we use so we do we do use fba and fba is great fba is fulfilled by amazon which is you know where you'll essentially buy products in bulk. You'll send them to Amazon, and they'll carry the heavy labor for you. The key is in finding the products, right? There's yeah. millions and millions of products, and not every product has a margin. You know, so there's a huge, huge um, need in in for us in this space to develop relationships with brands and in certain distributors that have relationships with brands, where we can sell product that we want to sell, and be and it's okay. Like we have the right to sell. X, Y, and Z, you know, product, whether that's a toothpaste company, you know, Sensodyne. Like we're working with some companies right now that are pretty big companies, and I can't say any names, but like would put us over the edge, like Mm -hmm. in terms of like, dude, there's no telling what it's gonna look like at holiday season, but you really have to have the infrastructure in place. And so for us, like I did the Indian, I did the whole like Indians thing, you know, where I was like, I'm gonna go to India and like and, the, and it was it was okay at first but it got to the point where now like Amazon would rather have one seller that's really really good than ten that are really really bad so the three things that we do right now or the FBA which is we're sending it in we still do dropship but we drop ship within terms of service so we'll buy products in bulk we'll actually package re, you know repackage label and send it directly to, to the to the buyer okay. so That's kind of what we call like our hybrid model, which is how you're supposed to drop ship. The reason why people can't, they can't, you know, they can't show a warehouse, they can't show proof of receipt for purchasing these products, they can't show some of these things, if they're just, you know, drop shipping it from from another website. So that, that's that's the second thing that we do, which is called a hybrid model. The third thing is, is white and private label. So we private label, we'll, we'll create customizable packages. And this is more for like our higher tier clients that understand the importance of like PPC campaigns and ads and yeah. kind of, you know, really the, what it takes to run a business. To be honest, like people look at this and they're like, oh, well, f- you know, $45,000, you know, that's a lot of money. Like, yeah, but if you're making $2,500 a month, like go find that in real estate. Like you can't find that in real estate unless you have a loan over your head. And like with the interest rates right now, like, I mean, they're not going any lower anytime soon. So it's like, my personal
0: opinion, it's it's a great opportunity. It's just people don't sell it the right way. So so when you're talking about that, so I'm not even talking about like, like, like people that are sitting at home that don't look for help because that's something that you should be doing anyway. Yeah. But what you're doing is actually like, listen, you have the playbook. We know the, the terms of service. We've done this like two billion times. Yeah. We're gonna set you up, right? And and the thing is, when, <coughs> and I think it's important to figure out like when somebody's looking to start on Amazon. A lot of people probably figure it out themselves and probably screw it up yeah. a thousand times, kind of like you did before they get it. Um, but there's also a lot of people that teach and like coach how to set up on Amazon. Yeah. So when somebody's like never touched Amazon before, how the hell do they know to go to you? Versus like the twenty five hundred other people that have YouTube videos yeah. and websites because it's like wild west. Nobody right. regulates it. I mean, that shit.
1: we're the type of company and. Excuse me. I actually we have a warehouse in Kentucky. Okay, so which is where I'm from, and
0: is that the, the warehouse you were talking about the other day when you were like I'm setting up another? No, warehouse?
1: Th- this is what I'm gonna say. So we oh, had a, yeah. we had a we have a warehouse in Kentucky that we've been, but we want well, one. We have to scale. We need more space. We're, we're scaling quickly, which is yeah. great. It's a great thing. But we want people to come in. Like we want people to come visit us. Our warehouse in Kentucky is like a warehouse, yo. Know? Yeah. Like we it's, like we were at the knit and grit when yeah. we got that thing. But now it's like we want people to come in, come in, come see what we're doing, come sit down with us. Like nobody can do that in this industry. Like show, show me a company that can do that, not one. Like, what are you gonna fly over to Bangladesh? Like, no, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? So it's like that's why we got our building in Miami. One because we can, we have yeah. the money to do it. We're scaling appropriately. We have 150 clients that are super happy. We turn down clients all the time because we want to work with good clients. We want to work with clients that understand this is a long term business. If you want a drop shipping store, go get a drop shipping store. Yeah, and come see me in four months. You when know what I all mean? Up and when it's shut when down, it shut down it, yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, can you help me? Can you get my mm. money back for me? You're like, oh, yeah, I should listen. You know, cheap yeah. as shit. You know, anything cheap is not good. And so we attract a specific client where it's like, you know, if, if you, you know, there is a couple, there's probably a couple people out there. I mean, there's people that we work with mentor wise that are incredible coaches, right? Like I'm not any different. I have mentors that I have in my business that are, I see, I know they have courses and stuff. So yeah, you can absolutely go do it yourself. But the client that we attract is the client that doesn't have the time to do it, you know, or they, they're looking for a passive income because their nine-to-five job is just barely enough, you know? Like, they need something that can, you know, and right now, dude, with inflation up, like, th- shit is not cheap, and it's not getting any, you know, it's not getting cheaper, at least well, I mean, for like a you while. Never,
0: yeah, you're preaching to the choir when you're talking about, like, finding ways to diversify your income. Like, yeah. I'm an operator in a company still. I do this podcast, write a newsletter. Like, I, I do a lot of shit, and I know people that diversify. So this is something that, like... It's smart to figure out ways to generate right. revenue on the side. So yeah. It doesn't matter if you're working. And
1: I didn't ever really plan to like do this for other people until other people started asking. And that's yeah. when I figured out I was an entrepreneur. Like it never even clicked for me. Like I thought owning a business was like what my dad does. Like yeah. you build it, you put the stuff in it and then you show up to work every day. Like yeah. I thought that's what a business owner was, right? It's not. Like it's not, you know. Like you can I mean you know you own multiple companies, you know? Like that's what's that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur so like for this space when I that clicked for me and I was like wow if I can make this on my store and then somebody would be like oh I want you to help me like you know a friend of mine I want you to all right well it takes me time right my time is money and then I started doing the math put the numbers together and then you know it kind of just started from that and this is like again this is like five years ago you know six years ago whatever whenever I first got down here five years ago was when I kind of got and and since then it's like I knew that at some point in time, this was before the pandemic. I knew at some point in time Amazon would would get would get tight, yeah. because their platform's too good, right? It's it's too good. They don't need that many sellers. They need if they have too many sellers and they're just gonna keep growing. Like they want to make sure that they're growing the right way, you know. So I think for us, we saw the longevity in in Amazon and just in e commerce in general. Like it's just starting. For all of us and we, we're all victim to it like we all do it all the time i mean i buy right. stuff on i mean i buy it every day
0: i you know, buy on. everything on amazon it's yeah going away
1: and so that's the other thing where it's just super attractive like you know even right now like the crypto market is freaking bleeding you know it, it's it, it's got not, it's gonna get worse before it gets better the stock market is getting ready to take a massive crash and, and inflation's high you know interest rates are high like real estate market's high like E-commerce is is the only thing where it's like we're not getting affected no matter what. Like send a pandemic our way, cool, we love it. Yeah. Like, you know, we we win, we thrive in times like this because everybody else is freaking out. Like and we're not like, so I saw consistency in that. And I was like, if I can just really put the time, energy and effort. And I tried it. Like I've tried working with companies overseas. I've tried working with other people. And all it is, is taking a shortcut, right? It's like taking a shortcut, it's taking the easy way out. Like have somebody else do your shit. Like, no, it doesn't work. You know? So I was like, I'm going to do it myself. Like nobody can do it better than me, you know? And so, so I, I started doing it. My brother-in-law works for me, Jake. He's, he's incredible. Like he literally left his job to come work for me. Like he had a job paying him six, six plus figures a year. Like, Completely fine, and he was like, "I'm miserable. I hate it. I hate going to work. I hate my boss." I'm like, "Bro, you can work for me. I can't. I don't can't guarantee you that we're gonna make that much." But dude, the pandemic hit, and we went nuts. Like we did, you know, five six million dollars like in in just in sales, like and in, in our you know in stores, right? Like and and then we kind of got to this point where it was like, "Hey, we gotta slow down." And make sure that what we what we have is right, like what we're doing is is good. And and we were still dropshipping at this point, right? We were doing small FBA stuff because yeah. we 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 saw the, a future with it, but we were still able to drop ship. And then the pandemic hit. And I mean, we had like 50 stores get suspended, like shut down. And I'm like, I'm the type of dude that always stays liquid in my business just in case shit hits the fan. I'm like, I don't know, you know, like I I just want to make sure, but we have such good relationships with our clients, we didn't lose a single one. We didn't lose one single client. We were able to. I mean, we have a team. We have teams that are in place for things like that at the time. Now we don't even. We don't even use them anymore. Like we don't need them. You know, we have one guy that knows what he's doing. If, if a store is happening, ever get in trouble, but and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm in the right space, yo. Like, you know, because I'm like, but then I'm like, you know, this FBA thing is like, it's working, right? Like we're seeing it work. It's slow, and we're used to like you know, ten thousand dollars a month, fifteen thousand dollars a month when we were drop shipping, right? Like profit. Yeah. And it was like, you know, we, I couldn't wrap my head around only making $2,000 a month, $3,000. dollars i like, that's, I'm not, why? Why would I waste my time if I can do this, you know? But, but then like, you can scale up the stores too, right? Right. Like, yeah. And so then as, just as I was, grew as an entrepreneur, right? Like I was young entrepreneur, you know, yeah. I, I, I came up, yo, know, kind of like came up. I just happened to be in the right field and do the right things at the right time. I came up, but it's great to like come up, but like, I want to come up like at the end, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. I started realizing like, I, even just with the amount of clients right now, like I don't need another client. Like even the, the clients I right have right now, I mean, my business is nine figures. You know what I mean? Like it, in in four years, five years from now, no it's doubt. Insane. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's like, and not only that, but like my clients have the ability to exit. You can't exit a dropshipping business. Like there's no exiting. It's like, what are you gonna do? Well, show me your infrastructure. Like yeah, uh, here's right, my so product what, sheet. No, like, what do you
0: mean? So now, like, so explain. Yeah, so you, you like can't exit. You, you can't know. exit the dropshipping. Mean, there's yeah. there's not really any exit to it. Oh, I know. So. So you have to scale up. That's the yeah, only way. But you have to do that by having the
1: infrastructure, which is, you know, eventually getting to the point, in my opinion, in the space, you have to have a brand. You have to have some type of, so of private label. So the, the goal for us is like we want to generate revenue, yeah. make you passive income, <laughs> make you your money back, Yeah. be completely passive. And then build a dope brand that we're gonna sell for like my my company could be
0: like five hundred oh, million dollars. I see what one you're day. saying. I see what you're saying. So now now that's where the exit opportunity. So now goes. I'm like yeah. okay,
1: why am I like I'm already I'm making money and, and it's like I can be patient, right? Everybody's gotta have like that. long. So this for me is like I I have a lot of power in my hands. As long as
0: we continue to scale. Okay, so how do you scale? How do you scale a good brand? How do you or how do you build a, how do you build a brand that works with Amazon? and and and, and yeah. all all e-com and then how do you scale that up like what's the lever you pull is it like you you build a website obviously you build social i'm thinking like movement watches or shit like that like that's yeah. what i'm thinking like i e-com mean brand.
1: it's it's yeah it's we we have a jewelry brand um it, that that is, is is pretty crazy you know like everybody loves like cuban chains and all that and so um I don't know uh my my wife wasn't here i would i would show you she has one uh, brandon was taking pictures of them today but it's like
0: the margins are crazy like you know think about it like the margins get even better when you have a name (sighs) attached i'm
1: not even gonna say numbers on here but it's just like there it's so i mean it's like two three hundred percent margins right like which is like insane (laughs) like it's like not so it, but it's about finding something that's like you're gonna be able to build, right? Not something that's like all hot for like a couple,
0: like a you know, like. And that's what a lot of dropshippers did. Yeah, they yeah, find like a trending. Pro- I, I've heard people talk about like I'll find some shit on on TikTok. Yeah, and I'll go to, I'll go drop shit that right. for like a month. Yeah, like a hot and like a, like
1: now that there's like all these different programs that really pulls, so to say, like products for you for dropshippers, shippers, it, it became really easy. Like they, you know, like just the same way now that more more softwares are being created for the benefit of FBA, like, wholesale, you know, FBA, yeah. wholesalers. That was the same with all these different types of, you know, websites that people were using that was giving them information that the same people have. It's not hard to get on Amazon and yeah. see
0: each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed.
1: The products are selling. You yeah. Know. But when it comes to a brand, it's just about establishing something that is going to be able... You're going to be able to put the money into it and know that it's, like, got a couple of years to go. And so, I think it's about finding the right product, but not about being, like, over, like over-complicating like it, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, Gronkowski, like, Rob Gronkowski's brother does the whole, like, ice shaker, like yeah. the... And, like, they kill it, but it's such a simple thing, right? Like, it's not... You it you don't have to over-complicate it. it's, a, it's a cup. Like everybody, every day, you see them everywhere, like... And that's the stuff that, like, we start to think about is, like, we can sell that. Like, you know, like, we can sell that. Like, you know, my, my, my wife actually just started a supplement company shout out to her boss babe supplements i'll get her um, on here too one yeah. Yeah, and, yeah and 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 dude like it's this, it was the same way she was like dude the margins are crazy and all it is is marketing right like yeah. and and so that that is just about if you have a good product like the marketing easy right like we i've we're pretty good with the marketing side of things it's it's about being creative being visual you know what do people want but About, like, for
0: that stuff, do you use like a lot of UGC stuff, like influencers? You use like paid, like,
1: yeah, I mean, everything, like, for it just depends, you know, like, honestly, like, we can run just campaigns through you know, social media, you know, and and get plenty of traffic and spend little, little in terms of of cost just because of the product, right? Like, so. It depends, you know. There's definitely like it's cele- like influencers, and celebrities are obviously yeah. great, right? Like if they're if it's legit and like their their following is, it gets the engagement. Then absolutely, like those are probably that's probably the best marketing you can get right now. Yeah. Um, but you also want to find some like at, like see it's, it's also there's also a lot of influencers and, and like that are willing to just like put their name on anything, right? It's about like I tell I tell Dre I'm like. But they're looking for somebody right now. You know, they're looking for. They have a couple of people that they've been they've been talking to. It's like find somebody that like really because they're they're, a, they're a women supplement company. So it's like obviously boss. spades right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so, it but, but it's it like, like, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. I got you. So it's like um, yeah, you know, like find somebody that complements that. You know, and con- and can can be a, a but. The, it, we'll do that, you know. A lot of times, it's not that complicated, though.
0: You just find people that don't show Like bullshit. PPC
1: campaigns and, like, yeah. you know, just running any type of campaign, whether it's a Google campaign, I mean, anything, it's... it's These are, like, it's just about people seeing it, right? Like, you see... Do you see, ever take
0: it off? Not take it off. Do you ever... um do you like your own site Shopify, or do you just try and? Yeah, we it?
1: use no, we use Shopify when we create brands. that yeah. we, we use Shopify. Now we'll use Shopify more for like the analytics side of things and to be able to like just from marketing. the manageability side, it's it's, it's more friendly.
0: Amazon also takes a cut.
1: Yeah, well, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you which, need like insane margins. Yeah, exactly. Insane. Which the margins are insane, but you don't yeah. have the control like that you can you can use when you're using Shopify. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to like a, your own brand, so. On on Amazon, you know, it's just about having the SKUs, which is like you know, every product has a SKU, right? So it's like you have to enter every single SKU one by one, you know, into Amazon. It's, it's
0: a lift to get it set up.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot. But
0: after you get it set up, like don't overcomplicate. Yeah, Play I mean, the for service.
1: our for our clients, like that's why we do what we do. It's for our clients. It's like literally all your responsibility is to literally one have the upfront investment and two have the capital. We say fifteen or ten to twenty thousand dollars. Of initial upfront capital, which is in the credit card, it's not in cash. You have to have that. In, you know, you can use that in the credit card, and and you're fine. You know, what do you mean so, to explain
0: that. Is that for what's so that for can so the that?
1: the credit card? So we, again, it's like for for real estate investors for whoever like use you know other people's money, right? Yeah, we always want to use other people's money, and so we, instead of using our own money to buy these products, knowing we're going to sell them, right? we want to leverage the bank's money like bank give us money you know whether that's a credit card whether that's a line of credit whatever that may be knowing that we're not ever going to max it out unless you know the store is scaling appropriately but in the beginning it starts on a low scale like even $10,000 is a lot you know we may start the first month with only a $5,000 purchase order you know and, and it, the store scales slowly so once that store is paid back you know probably by the, you know the you know say 45 days you're paying it back but you're getting paid every 2 weeks yeah. so every 2 weeks you're paying your card so that's how I got, you know. That's how I started the credit repair company, you know, which we can talk more about too. But it was like,
0: I see, okay, so yeah, the yeah.
1: credit, the credit point. So I like, I started hacking the credit. I'm like, wait a minute, holy shit! I have like, because um, I, I obviously I had my own e-commerce stores that I was yeah. doing. I was, this is what I did. I was using, I, like, I don't have money to scale, you know. So I was like, you, I'm gonna you, use you the bank's money. Yeah, on And so that's where it all started for me on credit. You're not was scared like,
0: about like interest and shit if it doesn't scale like fast. No, enough?
1: I mean. I, I, when I was, when you're dropshipping, it didn't matter. But now, like, we're, we have it down to, like, again, that's why I say we, it's a slow scale. You know, yeah. we, we, we're not going to buy, you know, X amount of products month one if it's, they're not going to sell. But it's also
0: like, like, candidly, you're talking about five to 10,000. We're not talking about like 200, 300,000. This is right. like a relatively small investment. Like, if you, if you're working a good job, you could have 5,000 bucks that you could put towards product if it's going to sell anyways. Yeah. That's not that big, uh, but, investment.
1: but the, what get more people is the upfront investment. yeah i get it yeah and and that's where we have to get people to understand is like you know but
0: it's hands off if you do that right yeah
1: and that's where it's like you know look if you want to do it yourself like you can but you know that's what we charge and you know that you know we've had to raise our prices again shipping is more expensive everything's more expensive right now you know what i mean so it's like we have to be able to keep up and we're going to continue to scale to continue to provide the results that our clients need it it's like business in a box yeah like like i I, and that's what it
0: is nowadays like that's what you want it's interesting because like I'm the kind of person that's always like oh, I'll just figure it out myself Yeah. but I can tell you how many times probably like you you've tried to figure it out yourself and it's cost you like a yeah. shit ton of money and I'm not all for like I appreciate what you're saying about like come sit down with us come like come to our warehouse there's a lot of bullshit out there yeah yeah, yeah for like sure an immense amount of bullshit right. which is like what's so it pisses me off as an entrepreneur as well because if somebody's putting money into something you don't want them to get fucked but I think that realistically if you find the right people and and the best way to start your entrepreneurial venture is to do it while you're still working yeah you keep working, you keep your nine to five, yep. and you invest in things that can generate. And it's going like, I mean, and for this, this, it's not gonna matter. But
1: if it's you know, for something else, like yeah, it's definitely the way to do it. And it's gonna suck for a little bit. But you could do
0: it for you could do it for this too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saying, like, if you if you work a full time job, say you're a professional, say you're making like whatever a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars per year, right? Um, and you want and you want to and you understand that your pension is gonna be shit. It's not gonna be great. You're trying to find ways to generate cash flow, yeah. like outside your job. Right. There's a couple ways to do it, but I mean, like. Is not a bad way to do it. Yeah. Think about the money that, you know, anything that's going to generate significant revenue.
1: Here's what I tell people. You have we're...
0: to invest in. Like, even, again, I'll bring it back to my, my reality, the podcast. I spent a lot more than 45000 bucks in ads for this. Yeah. Like, a lot more. Yeah. And that and now it makes money. But, like, fuck, like, you, you spend money to yeah, make money. Yeah, you have yeah. to. You have to spend money to make money.
1: And, and I think, like, people have to understand that... Um, A little like any like like, if you can build any stream of passive income, that's the absolute best way to create wealth for yourself, or for your family. Like you can't just like start investing into these things until you've created some type of passive income stream where you can generate the money. Because, you know, that's that's the one thing where I realized, like the two businesses that I have, like people need passive income and everybody needs their credit fixed like you know like nine you know, they say one in 3 You're people one in every 3 people like ha- they suffer from bad credit you know like it was just crazy. I mean, there's 3 people one of us got bad credit you know i <laughs> mean <laughs> so uh but you know that's like that's that's you know we try to we try to find things that are going to be around for a while like the stock market i mean it's just, it's, 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 we're in a, we're in a scary place in a scary situation. Like in terms of like the markets right now, like yeah. it's just, it's very uncertain, you know, like in my opinion, I think we're going to see definitely, um, it's going to get worse before it gets better. You
0: think the more people are now looking for Cause like, obviously a lot of people go into real estate, a lot of people go into crypto, a lot of people go into like, just like high volatility, like even like tech stocks and yeah. shit. Um, you think more people are going to start moving towards investments like this? Do you see more people looking at it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the problem... the the, the One of the problems, too, is, like, again, we talked about the whole, like, everybody started selling dropshipping, right? Yeah. And it was, like, it, it, there was a lot of people that did a really, really bad job and gave gave the name, the industry, so to say, a bad, bad name. Go so on
0: YouTube, you look up how to dropship. There's, like, thousands of videos. Yeah,
1: and it's, like, it's really sad because it obviously works or people yeah. wouldn't be selling on it, right? So it's, like, it obviously works, and there's obviously hundreds and thousands of people that are selling on it so if, if you can do it the right way it's gonna work you yeah. know and so we try to do things just the right way and when we started doing that and started like you know again when you're when you're when i was a little bit younger and started first started making money like i wanted money 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 and then i as as i you know i'm like no i want longevity like i want to be able to sell my business you yeah. know like and so i like i like speed rest i'm like all in on everything so when i had an opportunity in business like i knew nothing
0: about entrepreneurship but i was like i'm gonna figure it out all right, let's let's talk about okay, because like you also built out the second business. Yeah. So where, where's your head at when you're building a business? The first one was kind of at, an, at a necessity. Yeah. And the second one, it's such a it's such a useful and explain what it is. Such a useful, but I thought like this is a, a weird business to be like sitting in bed at night and being like. I'm going to start a credit repair yeah. business, even though I've built this like e-com empire. It, it, <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't fucking know where to start. Yeah, It's like, it's like, it's like a little bit over nah, there. But it all started, <laughs> it
1: all started from, from e-commerce. Like I was trying to scale my store yeah. and I was like, I didn't have, I didn't have credit. Like my credit uh, sucked. So I was like, problems. yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay. And I honestly, I paid for credit repair and I got I got screwed. Like I got screwed. It was like not. It was they fucked my credit. Like, it made it worse. It was not really? good. And so I was like, okay, now I'm I'm gonna fix it because nobody can fix it better than I'm. Like, nobody's gonna care more than I'm gonna care, right? So yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna figure it out. So I just started figuring it out and I started researching it. And again, it's something you can do yourself, right? Like you can do it yourself, but it's not easy, right? Everybody can do it. Everybody can do it a different way. You know, we the way that we go about credit repair is, you know, we don't we don't use Experian. You know, I don't know anything about credit repair. All yeah. I know
0: is that, like, okay, so I know that, um, like, there's TransUnion, Equifax. I think there's actually a third one in the U.S. and in Canada. There's only the two main ones. Trans
1: okay. TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian are the three, boroughs, oh, okay, okay. The I didn't three know. bureaus. The three bureaus, yeah. And 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 those are the only. They, there's more, but those are the three main bureaus they go by.
0: Okay, but and I do know that all you the only trick I've ever learned is. If you see something that's not on your report, you can like report it to one of the bureaus and try and like get it off.
1: Yeah, but and I'm sure there's
0: like a lot other. There's a lot more. There,
1: like it? the you know the common thing. One one I I wanted to give when I figured out the process and I did it for myself. Okay, I want to back up because you know this because you're in it.
0: How many people actually give a shit about their credit?
1: Once they understand it, they give a shit. Okay, like. <laughs> A lot of people aren't educated on it. A lot of people don't know. I think think education.
0: Yeah. A lot of people
1: people will just go and try to buy a car and they'll be like, I'm sorry, like, you know, your credit's not good enough. And they're like, oh, okay. well, maybe I should pay my credit cards, like, you know, you know, pay my balance on. Like, that's not it. Like, it could be, you know, it can be something standing back ten, you know, five, ten years down, you know. That you didn't even realize, you yeah. know, that Nordstrom credit card that you opened yeah. and just forgot, or you moved in the bill, you know, that got lost and you, you know, whatever. Like, and now you're sent to collections, right? And so, you're like why can't i get over a 650 you know credit score well because you have two collections from you know 2011 on your credit report and it's still showing and so believe it or not like it it's it's not ever going to get better like you know it'll go up and down but it will never get better until those things are actually handled so Believe it or not, like every person should care about their credit. Every person should know how to go and dispute some of these things because every time you go and apply or submit or give your name and information for anything, and, and you know their inquiries, they're, you know they're they're on your credit, you know, yeah. like they're showing on there. And so there there is a there's a method to the madness. And like when people do, like you said, do people give a shit? Like once they understand it, they do. And then when they understand how it benefits them, then it becomes like addicting because highlight,
0: highlight how like how important it is like talk about like getting yeah. a car getting yeah. a house like all this stuff And i mean the, i think that dollar value yeah i
1: think the the most like the, the the thing that people obviously aspire to have in life is like a house a car a family you know a successful job accessible business you know i started my business with zero dollars i started my business off of credit literally started my business off of credit and when that clicked for me hand in hand i was like wait a minute uh, even other business I have like completely off of just having good credit and going to the bank and getting money right. When I was a kid, my dad was like, "Use the debit card. Do not use the credit card." And I'm like, "Why? The credit card is terrible." But no, like we were fed that lie. Like no, debit cards are trash. Like they're trash. They're absolute trash. And if you're gonna spend the money, you might as well get the points, right? Like. Yeah. And so, when I started seeing like people, like I have clients that make like three, four grand. Something you know, like every two, every two, three, four months, like on cashback rewards like you know just from like spending you know so yeah. there, there's like for me it started one wanting to be able to help people and when with the e-commerce business we obviously have it had to have have a price you know that was affordable for us that you know especially if we wanted to grow our business that was going to be able to support this long term and so I saw a need for a lot of people that wanted to get some type of business but like they didn't know how and so like when we when we take clients through the credit repair process which is very simple it's very hands-free it's only a thousand dollars it's nine hundred ninety seven dollars a one-time fee um, and we we take you through the process not just of fixing your credit but of taking you to the next step of getting funded and that's when like your whole life can change right like whether that's you know you getting whatever you want to do or starting whatever job or whatever business or whatever that may be, You know, so we try to start there because we understand like, yes, you know, there is clients that can afford forty five thousand dollars like it's no big deal. And start, you know, that that can do that. But there's a lot of people that, dang, they could really use twenty five, thirty five hundred dollars a month of passive income, but they just don't have the cash. But if we can fix their credit. We can get them funded and they can make that at zero percent. 12 to 18 months, we've been getting clients 0% interest, one hundred dollars to $200,000 sometimes. You know, it's, it's insane. Insane. And these clients are turning around and making their money back in 12 to 18 months. And it's like, you know, it's like pretty.
0: I just want to take a second to thank the sponsor of today's episode, swag.com. Now, you know, if you've ever received a corporate gift or swag in the past, how many of those gifts did you actually keep? Probably not many, which is probably because the stuff that you got was not so great. I've gotten... Uh, like a lot of stuff from trade shows and from companies in the past that I've just thrown out the second I get it. So this is why you need to check out swag.com. I've been on the receiving end of getting garbage gifts. I've also worked in companies where I only had access to a really, really small inventory of stuff that I wanted to give my customers and my employees. And I knew that it wasn't going to resonate. I knew that it was going to suck. So what is swag.com? Well, it's like swag upgraded it's the best place to buy custom gifts and swag that people will actually want to keep so they sent me a box because obviously they're sponsoring the show and i wanted to see what it's all about I, you know i've worked in businesses i want to make sure that the quality of their stuff actually was up to my standards because i can tell you right now that when i get garbage it goes right into the trash it, like it really goes right into the trash the second i got back from the trade show or the conference or whatever so i received one of the custom swag boxes from swag.com. I loved the unique packaging, so it was a beautiful unboxing experience. Uh, I love the actual products they sent me, and there's a whole bunch more that obviously they didn't send me, but the stuff that they did send was absolutely beautiful. It was very high quality, and I can only imagine that if I actually got this when I was working for companies, I probably would have actually used it. And to be honest, I'm going to start using them for people that work on my show and in my company as well, because I know that this isn't just... Uh, a novelty gift that somebody's going to throw out. It, it's stuff that they can actually use. They have so many unique and customizable gifts that I've never seen anywhere else. They have custom yoga mats. They have custom Apple AirPods. They even have branded kayaks, which I did not know was a thing. So they carry all these premium brands like North Face, Yeti, Nike, and more. And it's all customizable with your company's logo or artwork. Uh, With Swag.com, they take care of all of your swag at their warehouse and they ship it to individual addresses. Or if you prefer, uh, you can just send it to a bulk location in one single shipment. It's easy to manage uh, from their online portal, which you obviously get access to. So if this is something that you think would benefit you, if you have clients or customers or a team and you want to go the extra mile, and you actually want to give gifts that people appreciate, which is the whole point of giving these gifts in the first place, go to swag.com uh, for the perfect swag and custom gifts. Right now, they're giving everybody who's a Success Story podcast listener a special offer. It's 10% off your entire order. But only when you go to swag.com slash success and enter promo code success10. Remember, for 10% off, go to swag.com slash success and use promo code Success ten. It's like it's like a cheat code. Yeah, it is a cheat so okay, so then so somebody realizes they, they don't have good credit or right. they've been going through life. If you've been going through life and you haven't been paying attention to this, probably your credit's not You don't have
1: you don't realize you don't have good credit until you like apply to for the new apartment. Yeah. Or the car. And they're like, I'm sorry. What are the things
0: they do? What are the things that they should start doing that even they can do? Yeah. I think the the most
1: important thing is like utilization makes up like one third of your credit score. Utilization is that like how much actual space is being taken up based on the limit that the banks have given you. So there was a point where my credit was, this is, this is why my credit was low because I didn't have credit cards. That's literally why I so didn't like, have like lines of credit. So I, yeah, so like I'm have I'd have like a you know two like a five thousand dollar credit card that I'm trying to like scale my business and I'm like maxed out like you know like, so, so when they report which they report once a month which every every company reports once a month usually at towards the end of the month middle end of the month you can call them and ask them like when do you report right yeah and the key would be to make sure that you're paying those balances off before. They report so any credit any credit card company, whether it's Chase, American Express, you know, whatever whatever company you know, bank any any of them, they'll tell you they have to tell you when they're reporting your credit. So every day of of, of the month, depending on what day it is, they'll tell you. And as long as you pay before that date, your utilization will always reflect that, and your right. credit score will boost. So it's little things like that that can make a huge difference. Again, it's a lot of just being uneducated. You know, for us, we we actually tell people like experience not bad right it's not it, it's actually it can it can be a good thing for you but when trying to repair your credit it's a terrible thing because when you sign up for these apps like credit karma and experian etc you give them the right to expose you like you give them the right to go and expose your information to banks and tell them basically every month this dude's got collections do not give him anything you know next time he applies absolutely not he's got a collection for what for $300 my wife had a collection for $700 from her sorority <laughs> I'm like are you fu- are you kidding me? So like we we fixed it yeah. and her score went from like a 680 she's like a 790 now. Insane. Which is like you know we've done some other things but it's you would just like you would be surprised that, and some people don't even know it. Yeah, you know, I mean, like they just don't know that like they you said, have until
0: it. they until they apply for something. They don't know what's, what's sitting on the report.
1: Right. So we say don't like credit credit card experience like an absolute no, no, they expose you. You know, they're exposing your information to the banks. So there's 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 uh, we use identity IQ, which is basically a fraud protection. It's more of a privacy protection where we can actually go in with the same capabilities that, you know, these other platforms have. However they're not affiliated with banks. Like they're, they're So you see everything that they're, you want yeah, to see, yeah. going Yeah, exactly. You're seeing everything you want to see, but you're also able to be like dispute aggressively. So you can go through and dispute to the bureaus without them saying, Oh dude, this dude just went and disputed. Yeah. his, you know, it's, it's kind of like they're shady. They're working together though. Right. Like they're feeding each other money, yeah. you know? So it's once we get them onto identity IQ and we can see, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll set up a call and, and speak to them. Like, it's not just, like, we want to educate clients on their credit. Like, it's not just like, oh, we want to repair your credit. Yeah, we have some clients that just don't care. They just want it fixed. But, like, I tell my clients, well, like, we want to educate you, right? We no, it does want... happen again. So it doesn't right. happen again. And so you know, because it's, if you, once you know, it's pretty easy to avoid, right? Like, once you you know, like, it's, one, like, you shouldn't go, you sh- usually you shouldn't go to collections unless you, you're being irresponsible, didn't pay yeah. anything. And then, you know, knowing some little things, like, one, like, you know, specific lines of credit you want to have, you know, the utilization's huge. Um,
0: you know, s- s- just there's lots of different tricks to the trait that So yeah, so you so like you keep your utilization down, you report shit that's inaccurate. Say say somebody has gone to collections. Yeah. So what do you what do you do now? Is that stuff on there for good or do you do No, I mean no, no,
1: absolutely not. It's not on there for goods. I mean a lot of times like we'll we'll actually like they have to prove documentation that. You know they can send you to collections once, but why did do, they don't keep those papers around? You know them things yeah. are in the shredder, long gone. Like prove it, right? You know, so we're we're aggressive, and a lot of times, you know, it is like, like a re- like they didn't mean for it to happen. It was just a mistake. It was a miscommunication. You know, it yeah,
0: was. I've had cell phone bills. That yeah, been paid off. And it was exa- shit. Or there.
1: it was the other party's response, like fault. Like there was no email. There was no communication. Yeah. Like you know, so. It, it, it sometimes you know it's 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 just it's about going through the process right you have to know the right way to go through it you have to submit the right letters you have to speak the right language you have to know ultimately the way to go about it and that's by giving them as little information as possible right yeah. like it's better to just be like I don't know what this is this is I did not do it. like you know don't and, and I tell people all the time if you have a collection don't pay it the really? worst thing you can do is pay a collection really and once it's paid like you're like, oh my gosh yeah. I paid the collection. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but
0: see, it's like, it's not. No, nah, dude, it's, it's, it's life. I'll it it will fall <laughs> off eventually. It
1: will fall off eventually, but it will still stay on there for a while. You know what I mean? Even though it's paid, it's like, oh, yeah, collection, but he paid it, but he's still looking the collections, and we're still going to penalize him for it, even though he paid it. So it's like. Yeah,
0: see, that's the thing. Like, they don't teach this shit in school. They don't. And this is not teaching school. I, first of all, I flunked school. I didn't. I don't know how I. But, I mean, but you got yeah. to learn this stuff to be smart because I can guarantee you that banks will not be helping you through this no. process.
1: No. I mean they the because they they the don't want to help you. Why? They want the highest the higher interest rate. They want the higher APR. Like yeah. they want you to have bad credit. You know what I mean? Because that's where they're 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 able to to tax those rates on to to get the, the money that you know banks don't have money. Yeah. You know, they're making money off of our money. You know what I mean? So it's like 100%.
0: So if you have if you have okay, so you have shitty credit is you you like all the low utilization, you make sure that you're getting shit off that shouldn't be there. Uh, you're like using other things that don't communicate with bank. Um What about like like getting cards and stuff? Like are there cards that you should get that like help you out? Is that... Yeah, there's
1: definitely a process. Uh, obviously we got to repair the credit first, right? <clears throat> if you need your credit fixed, you got to repair the credit. And there's other different ways other than- Should do... you
0: apply for cards if you have low credit? Or is that going to screw I, it up? I, would,
1: I would say no. Like it's just going to add more to, you know, like it's going to add more to your report, right? So it's like, instead of adding, let's just be patient, let's fix it. You know, yeah. let's understand the long-term vision of this. You know, it's not going to be fixed in, you know, sometimes 30 days, but very rarely, you know, it just takes some 30, 60, 90 days, you know, a little bit of time, sometimes longer, you know, if I've, I've seen very, 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 I mean, I've, you can't show me a credit, credit score that's worse than I've seen. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. You know, like it really is sad because people aren't educated on it enough.
0: Um, how did the, uh, the company that you use, how did they fuck you over? Like, what did they do? It was like I gave him my money, and then I'm like, like, because no, I, like, I want to be like, what's the red flag to people that people look go for? When I, they're- I think like, I did one. One, my credit score got worse. Like, I'm like, why <laughs> is it getting worse?
1: Like, you yeah. know, and and I don't know. Maybe I was doing something wrong. But if I was doing something wrong, they should have educated me, right? Okay. They should have told me. And so. You know, we always educate, like if we're fixing your credit, like, please do not go apply for a credit card. Yeah. Like, please do not go try to buy a car. Like, let us just do what we need to do. And we move quick. Like we, you know, if you get signed up with us today, I mean, you're going to have disputes by tomorrow that are in action. You know what I mean? so, and that's all able to be seen. We have a client dashboard that we've built that is very accessible for our clients to see every little thing that we're doing. Um, And and it's a benefit to them. And like I said, maybe it was something I screwed up in this company, but like, it's important that you educate people on it, you know? And so for me, it's like, I like to educate people on it because it's like kind of a cheat code, like 100%. really, you know? And it's like, I used to love when I was a kid. You think and that's like that's the th- most,
0: you think that's the biggest differentiator? Like as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you think that's the biggest differenti- differentiator that you offer? Like, because you don't just provide the service.
1: Right. I mean that, yeah. I, we've become more of an education platform because I like it, right? Yeah. Like it's cool to see people win. You know, and like when you see people that are like, oh, my God, I just got a twenty five thousand dollar credit line like, you know, that may not be a lot to some people, but like that's a lot of people. That's a lot. You know, that can Enough do a lot. Business. And then when you start understanding, like, dang, you can transfer debt. You mean I have a had debt on this credit card and I can transfer it to this and, this and this and get points for it and X, Y and Z. Like there's a lot of things that we try to do to educate them. And then even from like the travel side, like, you know, there's like think about how many people that spend money all the time and they never got to go on a family vacation. Like, they should be able to go on a family vacation at least every couple years based on the amount of points that their mom or dad or the family had to spend through the year on credit cards because they couldn't make it that week. But they don't know it. Like, this is all cheat codes of life that we want to educate people on. You know what I mean? Like That's where I get purpose in life. You know what I mean? Like, making people money while making money and then educating people on how to
0: to go and do it themselves. You're going to start more businesses after this one? Or is this like...
1: We're like super focused on on our on our e-commerce business yeah. right now. We're growing and we're super excited. I mean, we're just, we're really clicking on all cylinders. Um, and like my how team's did, just okay, done so an how awesome did you, job. How
0: did you, okay, so like lessons you learned. Um, I wanna I wanna do like entrepreneurial lessons because you've built a couple of yeah. now. But lessons that you learned building um, the credit company. How did you scale that one up? How'd you start it? How'd you scale it up? The people, the tools, the tech? Yeah, all that.
1: I mean, just started again, you know, doing it myself. You know, everything I've started doing myself and then, you know, hiring some people to limit your workload. Right. And then from there, like then, OK, how how can these couple people that we've hired to limit our workload become my my head guys yeah. that can take the business the and run it? And I want just to hire
0: for like, what's the first thing you don't want to do <sighs> anything on a computer, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like anything on a computer, any of that. Like, I love talking to people. I love working with the client. I love like, you know. I love selling. Like I love get like bringing the opportunity to people and then building the relationship with them. But I hate computers. I honestly like hate all like the back end of everything I do, but it's so important. Right. And it's like, it's like, I'm so ADHD that like, I have to really like focus. Okay. like This is important. Even though it doesn't seem important. Like this is really important. You know, it's like, I just don't like it. So I don't want to do it. Like, but that's what, like I said, my brother-in-law has been freaking phenomenal. My credit business. We've just been able to find some really solid people that, again, they've kind of grown with me over the last two years of that business. And again, I like, as we scale, like I'm able to pay people, pay these people more and hire people more. Like, you don't, don't start with too much, right? Like, don't start with too much. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, that's what they say. And like, so for us, it's just like, you know, you said, are you going to start any any more businesses? Like, (laughs) If the right business comes along, yeah, but like I'm not in a hurry. You know, the one thing I've, some mistakes I have done is I've gotten into, I've lost money, I've gotten into bad businesses, I've, you know, done, made poor decisions because. Let's
0: see, what's the worst, like worst mistake you want to talk about?
1: Oh, <sighs> Like I think, honestly, the probably the the, the dumbest was like the whole like shit coin market, like the like just like <laughs> yeah. I've lo- I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars on stupid shit. Just and it's like I, I'm just amazingly like, everybody would win and I would
0: never win and I would always constantly. I think a lot lose. of people lost. I think I think people like they seem like they're winning. But yeah, lost. no, I'm not. like I'm definitely not up. So, no, that's good, man. No, I think that like just like coming from zero business background, I think people overcomplicate. Starting shit. Yeah. I think that the one thing that you mentioned that was actually super interesting was your mindset. Um, And it was like being slightly fearless about starting things. Exactly. Um, If you were going to talk to an entrepreneur and, and tell them advice for starting something from scratch, what would be your advice or your recommendation? Is it mindset? Is it just do more, start shit? What is it? I
1: think the most
0: important thing is like take the first step.
1: Like it's so freaking uncomfortable in the beginning. Like, it is really, really uncomfortable, and you're going to go through some situations that are just really hard, and you're going to – like, dude, there's so many times where I'm like, uh, this is never going to work. Like, this isn't going to work, right? Like, it's just not – so I think, I think the biggest thing is, like, just in the beginning, understand you're going to be uncomfortable, and, and when you're uncomfortable, like, that's really when you're growing – and so, like, even now there's times in my business, like, it's been uncomfortable lately, right? We just got this new warehouse. We just hired 20 new employees. We just stripped a warehouse, painted a warehouse, yada, yada, X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of things that we're doing that are, you know. So I would say don't, you know, don't overcomplicate it um, and and make sure that, again, like, you're you're wh- whoever you're aligning yourself with, whoever you're surrounding yourself with, like, always aligns with your values, too, you know, and so – that that's kind of been the biggest thing for us is like just anybody that does work for us like you know this is who we are this is what we stand for we do things the right way and then it just pays off it seems like it continues to come back and, and benefit us by just doing
0: things the right way after after starting this uh, you know when you first started selling um amazon you're doing dropshipping yourself have your priorities changed like in your life like what's what's the most important thing to you now
1: Oh, I mean, the most important thing to me is uh, my faith and my family. My daughter, I have a daughter. She's freaking gorgeous. She's coming to see me tonight. She's on her way down here right now. I'm super excited to see her. But that's definitely the most important thing. And the next is, like, just being being good, right? Like, it's hard. Like, I have business partners. And, dude, there's times where they probably think I'm, like, a loose cannon. You know, but, like, I want people to win so badly, right? Like, I just want people to win I, I I don't get fulfillment, like, me, dude. I, I I swear, like, I don't get f- fulfillment. Like, I can make so much money, and it doesn't give me fulfillment. But when I make other people money, it gives me so much fulfillment.
0: Interesting. It's yeah, it's like, and then. and
1: and I like in the beginning, I'm like, I gotta make more money because it's not, it's like not enough, not enough, not enough, not enough. Like it's not fixing, you know. Yeah. But like, I really get joy. Like I said, like kind of like you know, I like I get joy from that. Like it
0: brings me joy, you know. And so, I don't know. No, it's good, man. No, I appreciate. You. I appreciate you yeah. man, for doing this. Like, um, I I think that your story is is probably one of the most inspirational stories. Like, there's people that have incredible stories yeah. for sure, but there's not a lot of people that had such like you were so laser focused right. on what your life was gonna be, and then when you have that rug pulled up from yeah. underneath you, and you hit like like talking like. Suicidal thoughts, yeah. jail, rock, bottom. drugs, like that. That <laughs> is true. Like you can't, like, yeah. literally more rock bottom. Than and that that's dad. like
1: that's why it's bigger than entrepreneurship for me. Because yeah. it's like the like me coming on like this podcast this is an opportunity for me. Like if I like I don't I don't need any business from this podcast. Like it's my story is bigger than my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like wanting, pe- you know, there's people out there that are freaking hurt right now. Like our world's, <laughs> world's fucked up right now. It's, it's not up. good. You know what I mean? Like and people are really sad. Like I've I've, I've, I've I have mental health issues. I I work on them. daily on the daily because i'm conscious of that right so i know there's somebody that's going to hear this podcast is going to be like you know what i've been in the same spot i felt the same way whether you can it's not like it's not it's about what you can relate with right your story doesn't have to be the same but what can you relate with you
0: you understand that like listen watching i'm watching zeke and and he he hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. and i'm going through shit right now yeah and if if he can figure this shit out and come out on the other side like that's the whole point of this at the end of the day yep. this this whole podcast meant to be like yeah tactical and you learn some shit yep. but you understand that people that are like you look at your social you like you look like like successful like you yeah. look successful you have a beautiful wife you have you know nice things you have successful business but you have to understand there's like always stories behind it right nobody very few people wake up and get that day one.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: And a lot of people go through a lot of shit to get that. Yeah, and that's what I try and bring in. That's, yeah, and I still go I through. I then.
1: still go through shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even, even, even now, like I still go. Like I said, like I told you, you know, my father passed away in December. You know, he lost the battle with cancer, and it's like I could choose to just like sit down and pout and be miserable. But you know what? Like, there's somebody else out there that just probably lost their dad too. You know what I mean? From the same situation. And if I can rise up, I can keep going, and I can keep succeeding and keep winning. So can you, so can that person. And same thing, I went to jail. I was in jail for for a year. Like people, like when you go to jail, they count you out. Yo, You're done, you're a bum. you're a waste. You know what I mean? Like I was determined not to be that. Like you were not gonna know me as a freaking jailbird. Like you weren't, you know? And so if, if that's you, like if that's you and that's you in the situation, like look, look at me, you know what I mean? Like you can do the same, it's not gonna happen tomorrow or even next week or next month or probably next year. But if you keep one step at a time, and you just believe, like it manifests. Manifestation's huge, you know. I manifest all the time. Manifested all this. Literally, you asked my wife, I manifested. She's she's brunette now, but I manifested a blonde hair, blue eyed girl, <laughs> and I was gonna buy her a white G wagon, and that's yeah. exact. She she took a picture in front of a white G wagon, and I thought it was hers, and she showed up in like this beat up red Audi, and I was like, you just catfished me, right? I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were like, head. but I said, you know what, baby, I want to buy you a white G wagon. Yeah. And, Like w- those are the things that I'm able to do now because. I don't have fear. I just, I just, I have faith. I just step, I, I move. Okay. If something feels right, if something feels aligned, if I feel like something is a good idea and it's gonna benefit me, I don't sit and wait and ponder on it and say, let me think about it for a week or two weeks, because by that point, I'm definitely not gonna do it, right? Yeah. So it's like, if I have, you know, it's like, it's, if, if God's giving you a spark, if the universe, is what, whatever's giving you this internal spark or voice, do it act on it just do it you know what i mean just take action and so me in my life the reason i've been successful is because i've taken action that's it if doors have opened i've walked through them like not everything's a scam yeah. like you know what i mean not everything there's a lot of scams out there i've been scammed a lot not that not everything's a scam you like know lean what in, lean in once in a while lean in once in a while yeah. and and take a chance and do and due diligence right dude that's why we tell come see us come visit us yeah. come meet us let's get on the call let us educate you like if you just send me your money tonight, like that's you know, great. We'll take care of you. You know, uh, you know. But yeah, but that's not smart. On that's your not. Part. It's yeah. not smart. On your, but yeah. We, and again, we want to. We want to build a relationship with you because, like, it's it's it, this. This opportunity is really like in, in today's age. You anybody can start a business 100%. anywhere. Your whether it, you're well. in your bedroom, you can do it. You know, look at yeah. I me. Mean, e- anybody can start their e-commerce store today, and never work. If they figured out, they never work another day in their life.
0: Never. Um, I want to do a couple rapid-fire closes up Before I pivot, where should people go check you out? All the websites, all the social, where do you want to send people?
1: Yeah, um, credits-wipe.com, yeah. credit-wipe.com, and it's com. It's easy, letter easy, ecom with two M's, E-C-O-M-M.com. Okay. And uh, on, on Instagram as well, that's probably the best way to get in touch with me, uh, which is zeke.pike.com. And those are the best. I mean, Instagram is definitely the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I can leave my, you know, we can we can leave I'll do my email. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about put that my yet. email, all that information, yeah, yeah. and but yeah. If you, I mean, if you reach out, you know, we'll we'll help you. You know, in any way, shape, form, or fashion that we can. Um, and that's just what we want. Like we just want people to win. You know, and. Honestly, like, that's that's why we have good relationships. That's why clients keep bringing us ah, You're passionate as hell about it. I yeah. know.
0: I, I don't know. I think it translates through the camera, but I, I, like, <laughs> in the same room, you're passionate as hell. It's cool. <sighs> it's very good. Okay. Uh, let's do a couple of rapid fire to close this out. Um, what keeps you up at night now? What keeps me up at night? Yes, sir. As in? As in, like, what is the thing in your life and your business that's stressing you the fuck out that you don't know how to deal with? I think... This is something that
1: I've dealt with all the time as an entrepreneur,s because I I feel like I have to do everything in one day, right? I'm like I can't exactly. like I can't do it tomorrow. Yeah. So it's like for me, understanding that I I can do it tomorrow, and if tomorrow doesn't come, then I don't have to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. so you know, but I always like look at it like that. Like you know, don't you know? So for me right now, my my biggest stress is like my anxiety. We're getting this new place together. Yeah. You know anxious for hiring new employees. What if they just what if they just suck? What if they're really good? You know, like all these different things. Well, you want the best. You want the best where it's like, I have to check myself. How Look. do you check yourself? How do you center
0: yourself now?
1: One, I, I mean, I meditate. Like I said, I'm super spiritual. I'm in tune with with, with God and in my faith. And that's huge for me in just terms of making conscious decisions with what I do and anything. You know, I put that first. And then, you know, ultimately just try to continue to, um, you know, Put myself in positions to to really, you know, be a light for somebody else, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate. It. Um, what's the biggest challenge you've had in your life? The one thing there's been many, but like the one thing that sticks out. I mean, many. I'll be
1: honest, like losing my dad was but was was was, was 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 rough. And that one was like probably the one that hit me the most and you know, I still I'm still dealing with it right now, you know, fresh, and right? and yeah, it's super fresh. And so it's like that's definitely been the hardest thing, but besides that, I would say it's just like being so low to where I felt like there was no way out and and feeling like my life was over. What did you learn from that? I learned it's not, you know, I learned no matter how rough life gets, no matter how tough. And that's why I was able to ha- I mean, I'm, not, I'm not perfect, but I'm able to handle losing my dad. Right. Because I know one, my dad's in heaven right now. I know that he's watching over us and I know that he would be super proud of me. You know, so Amen. for me to continue to, to move forward is about just, you know, handling things the right. When I've learned that through being in the darkest times in the past where, you know, I continued to 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 move. I didn't give up. I didn't quit. I didn't put my finger on the sugar and pull it. You know what I mean. And for that, I'm still here, and I have all of this that I never imagined I would ever have. You know, I wanted it, but then when you start to get it, you're like, wow. You know, like yeah. it really is incredible. You know, and so I'm super grateful in my life. You know, I'm blessed. I have an amazing daughter. My wife is is gorgeous. I have businesses. We're making money. Our clients are happy. You know, and all of this is, like, super, it's just, it's, it's remaining grateful and, and understanding, like, days days are still going to suck. Like, I still have sucky days and still have tough days, but it's those dark moments that I realize, like, you know, get the fuck up, bro. Yep. Keep going, you know? You're tired, you're laying around. Like, those are the days that you have to get up. The days that you don't want to the most are the days that you have to do it.
0: Uh, there's been many people in your life that have impacted you. Who's one person? What did they teach you? How did they impact you?
1: Mm, I would say my dad. My dad, for sure, 100%. And and for the for it, for him it was just being present, being present, and it's so easy for us to miss so many amazing memories and amazing moments in in life because we're so distracted by everything that's going on around, social media, you know, TikTok, all this crazy shit. That, you know, we just live in such a high like, there's so much, so much noise, st- stimulation, yeah. yeah. And and being present, like the one thing that my dad did for us was he was present like he was there he was present and when he was there he wasn't on his phone he wasn't scrolling through instagram like he was present you know what i mean he was with us and so like that's super important and like a lot of people miss a lot of great relationships and a lot of great opportunities in life because they're not present you know they're concerned they're consumed what keeps you up at night like just be present be in the present moment you know and so that's like the greatest gift that he's given me i practice it every day now and i'm like i'm far from being good at it but I know that it's something that truly gave him peace, right? Even though he had all the money and all the big business, he had everything, yeah. he wasn't on his phone when it, when he was at dinner in, 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 in like in in, in situations that he was just present. So, that's good. Yeah,
0: um, a book or podcast or something that's impacted your life.
1: Um. Probably think and grow rich was was one of the yeah. books. I mean, I'm not a big reader. I'll be honest. I hate. I I I, I, I don't say I hate reading. I'm much more of a audio book guy. Saying, I, I can't like sit I like I'm like, like yeah. yeah. So I like <laughs> listen to them while I'm working out. Um, that's been good. You know, I I listen to a lot of different podcasts. It's just you know more for me. It's like I, like I said. You know, I I'm very tuned to my faith. You know, I get a lot yeah. of, of of answers for, from that.
0: Um, one thing to tell your 20-year-old self?
1: Start. Like, start. You know, like, I thought I had to be an adult. Like, I thought I had to, like, grow up, right, to start my businesses and start making money, and it's not. Like, there's such an opportunity right now for you to start whatever it is you want to start, whether you're still in high school or mid- middle school, you know. Kids are out of here getting it right now, yeah. and and a lot of people don't understand that. And so for 20 years old, it's like, look, if, if you're miserable where you're at, you're miserable in your job, and you're miserable with everything else that that's going on, stop, quit. You know what I mean? Keep, keep going. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. No. And last question, what does success mean to you?
1: Success to me? I mean, this is, this is, this is where it was like for a while success was, was, was all about like having the money, the cars, you know, all of that. Right. And for me now it's not, it's like being a great husband, great father and ultimately like leaving a legacy for my family taking care of my mom, right? She's going through it right now, taking care of her, taking care of my brother, my sister. Like for me, it's just about leaving an impact on this life that like my dad left, right? The same impact he left and I'm so far from it, yeah. but wanting to leave a greater impact than I ever thought, like football could ever imagine. You know, like football is like, what you know, it's only, you know, it, it, I'm destined for more. I'm, I'm designed for more than that, you know? And so now it's just about being able to not just, you know, help people make money and fix their credit, but, hopefully along the way form a relationship with them or have an opportunity to share something with them because you know i get i get joy from that i get peace from that not only that like i get healing from that too you know i get healing from sharing my story i get healing from talking to somebody else i get healing from listening to somebody else because it reminds me you know like i'm very easy to you know think the world's good and go make a bad decision because not because it's bad because things are good like go get it's a cool go you know go go get loose you know go do this or that and it's like nah like i'm a husband i'm a father You know, I want to be that when when I'm not here anymore. You know, I want to be known for that. I want to be known for the dude that, you know, fucked up and went to jail, you know? Like, and so for me, you know, every day I wake up, it's like, I want to be great. I want my legacy to be greater when I leave here, you know, for my kids, my future son, daughter that's not even born yet. You know, it's like, that's what I want to (laughs) leave.
0: indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed.